Hey everybody, this is On The Men. Um, I'm very excited about just talking to you guys today uh, because what happened yesterday for me was something that solidified business. Um, it was the encouragement that I gave you guys the other day. It was encouraging to myself, it was encouraging to my soul. And so I just have to sit here today and be excited about talking to you all about progress and moving forward. And so On The Men is a product of MLC Consulting and Mending Life Concepts. And how we focus on that is that we want to talk about what does it look like at the intersection of our spirituality and our emotional wellness when it comes down to managing life's issues, life's matters, self matters, those things that affect who we are, how we are, and cause us to be in spaces of having to engage our very being, getting to the core of who we are. And so what's exciting about this particular conversation is that when you start to see things come to light and you begin to see truth happen, so things that may have been prophesied over you, for those who walk in the spaces of understanding spirituality, even beyond this Christian thought of what it means to be prophetic, um, but just understanding that words that people see, um, those people that have walked in space with you even before time, and I know that sounds crazy, but they knew your ancestors, those people who now sit as witness for you and sit in space for you, and they saw what you could be, but you had to believe in yourself before you did it. So what does that look like now? Oh, it looks amazing for Margaret. Um, just to sit in a class full of souls that were yearning and hungry to learn more about self and understanding how do we respect who we are in our humanity by respecting all of humanity, especially um, the feminine aspect of who we are, are the, the woman. Um, what does it look like and how do we see her hurt? How do we use biblical principle to keep her in a space of bondage and hurt her and stay there? And how do we misinterpret scripture to recognize someone who may have a mental illness and treat them as if they are something that's a diseased piece of our society or something that does not walk in moral code and moral standard. So what happens when you get to walk in space and see yourself walking in the greatness of who you are? Whether you're called to walk in spaces in education or called to walk in spaces for advocating, called to walk in spaces of religion, called to walk in spaces of spirituality in itself, called to walk in spaces of medicine or called to walk in spaces where you are just the predominant person over that particular arena, what happens when you begin to step out into the space with your head up, out of the dirt, and you can hear the witnesses, you can hear those that are cheering for you and not the jeer section, not the not the critic that feels like, you know what, I can see where this is going and it's not going to work out. Not that person, because they can only see what transparency allows them to see. And the thing with transparency is it lets you see through something but it doesn't mean you get to see all aspects of it. So what does it look like when you get to hear and do and be that very thing that God called you to be, that very thing that God called you to, that piece of creation that matters, that piece of creation that you're here for, that that thing where Jesus was even grieved and distressed over it to, unto death because it was such a heavy pull that when he walked into it, it was almost with ease and with help. What does it look like when we walk into those spaces and get excited about it? And so today on The Men, talking about walking in your purpose and walking in spaces where your purpose is accepted and where you accept that your purpose is accepted. So last night, I want to thank um, M Cuts in Memphis and my friend, Professor Hassan, because I don't want to not call her that, um, for just inviting me to come and sit in an intro to psychology class at 
um, a biblical institution. Like that's something that's not offered at all institutions. It's something that you wouldn't find that offer or that invite to come and talk about merging this thing of of emotional wellness with biblical principle, with how do we manage congregation, with how do we manage ourselves with congregation, and how do we manage those hurts and those pains and those diseases that we have so that we don't start to do things that are risky and cause harm and pain to ourselves and to our families and to our congregations and to those that we touch um, that we don't even realize that we do touch. And how do we manage people when we don't even know who they are because we've grown beyond that which we thought we could do? What does that look like? And so that doesn't have to be in a church arena. That can literally be at your job. It could be at your, if you own your own business, it could be at a nonprofit. It could be anywhere. But how do we engage those spaces and space in, in healthy space? How do we engage those spaces to be able to say out loud, this is, I'm overwhelmed, this is too much for me. And how do we engage those spaces to realize that this dream is bigger than me? And right now I'm only operating in the capacity of who I am versus communal capacity which means I'm calling for help I'm seeking those that can walk with me that agree with me in space I see where this collaboration can happen and that collaboration can happen and it can turn into something that's great for the community what how do we move in that and so I just want to present something to you we move in that by opening ourselves up for community and so what does that look like well we open ourselves up for community in spaces of resurrection and so Jesus was late for Lazarus um, and y'all know I always come from biblical moments. I'm, I'm strong with biblical moments. Um, and I do use other texts sometimes. But hey, today this was a really good one. So, you know, Jesus was late for Lazarus' death. He was busy doing some other stuff. Can I be honest? And he had word that Lazarus died, but he did not stop walking in who he was. And I use this as an example because I recently talked with someone who they were talking about um, how much their children loved them. And she was in a, a bad head space, a bad mental space. And uh, her daughter was working on her master's degree and her daughter rushed home. But in rushing home, she did not neglect herself. She finished up all of her work so that she could fully focus on the situation with her mom and bring all of herself to the space. And so looking at Jesus in this death of Lazarus, Jesus finished up the work that he was called to in the moment so that he could be fully present for this resurrection moment. Fully present for Jesus led to weeping because everyone questioned him being fully present. What happens in your business and in what you do? What happens in your career? What happens in the call that you have in your life where people question you being fully present? Do you question yourself being fully present? Are you available? Are you available for yourself? Have you finished one task and then moved to the next one so that you can be fully present and fully available so that you can engage into the next space that needs to be resurrected? And some of you are like, well, you already saying our stuff is dead and wrapped up. No, that's not what I'm saying. Because in resurrection, it has new breath. It has new life. And it has to be unwrapped by the community so that it can serve it. Or maybe it's just those tablets that we're supposed to write and make plain so that others can pick them up and run with them. But are you fully present and engaging in the writing space, in the creation space, in the resurrection space, in the redo space, in the grief space? Are you fully present? Are you fully present so that you can completely hear what's going on and be there? And to be fully present in your own space where God has given you is one of those things that's amazing because you get to feel it and breathe it and own it. You get to know what it smells like. You get to know what it looks like. You get to know what it feels like. You get to know what it hear, what it, what it sounds like in your ear. You get to know 
what wind it carries and, and the way it blows. You get to know that because you're fully present and fully engaged in what you're supposed to be doing. So it's beautiful. So on the men, we're on the men. We're getting ourselves back. We're rebuilding ourselves to rebuild our families, to rebuild our communities. And that is what we're doing. And we're doing it in such a way that we're able to mourn it. We're able to grieve it. We're able to say, "Mm, we didn't hit the mark there. But you know what? What's not going to happen is I'm going to give up on myself. So we begin to moan through that pain, but that moaning causes us to work. And it pushes us. And that sound starts to join with other sounds. And that, that sound begins to become a collective sound. And it begins to harmonize in itself. And wow, it becomes a song, not just the hurt. But it becomes something that works and changes atmosphere to where we see this resurrected moment. We see this re re-energized, re-engaged, renewed place. We see the morning of what we have been doing and how we have been created to be wonderful and fearfully made and how what we do, because we walk in creative spaces, because we look like that which we are made from, because we're created an image of a creator. So we walk in creative space. We walk in a curious creative space because we want to see what's going next. What else is void? That needs to be separated into light, dark, land, water, flying creatures, <laughs> creatures of the sea, plants, <laughs> vegetation, trees, clouds in the sky, humanity. What is that in your creative space? In the curiosity of your creativity, what can you do next? Where's your passion going? And what does it feel like? What does it smell like? What does it sound like? What does it taste like to walk in your purpose? Engage your senses. Engage yourself. And be fully present for this walk. Do one thing at a time so that when you document it, the people who pick it up after you, they run with it. And guess what they get to do? They too get to sit in in a curious, creative space. And the vision becomes bigger than you'll ever, 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 ever conceive. So be blessed today. I'll catch you guys on On The Men next week. It's it's my honor and my joy to come. Thank you guys for supporting Mending Life Concepts and MLC Consulting. If you want to support, inbox me at info at mendinglifeconcepts.com. Let me know how you want to support. Let me know what you want to add. Um, we have a women's symposium coming up in February. So I'm about to put up for those who want to do post presentations um, and want to present at that particular symposium. It's a two-day symposium talking about what women can do. What What, what, is, what is this village of women doing um, to heal themselves, to walk in curious creativity, and to move together as a collective? So please join us for that. And then more things to come from from Mending Life Concepts Empowerment Group. Again, thank you for supporting MLC Consulting, Mending Life Empowerment Group. And thank you um, for just remaining in holy and healthy concepts and conversations. You guys be blessed. Have a wonderful day.